Hello and welcome to this episode of the As Yet Unnamed podcast. I am your host, Ian Barstow. In today's episode, we are joined by Steph Besant. I will allow myself to introduce that shortly. And just a very quick reminder, if you're listening on your podcast app, then please click on subscribe or follow and we will appear every week when we release a new episode. And if you're watching this on YouTube, thank you. Like, subscribe, comment, share, you know the drill. Without further ado then, let's get on with this week's episode of the As Yet Unnamed podcast. I hope you enjoy the show. Yeah, and and if I if I look up, it's because your head is above my head. It's, it's That's weird. fine. I will not take offence. <laughs> I'm holding it down, so I'm giving myself a double chin. I look awful. <laughs> Hello, welcome to this episode of the As Yet Unnamed podcast. I am Ian Barstow, and in today's episode, we are joined by actor, producer, um, <laughs> and someone I. Um, I worked with uh, a while ago on radio and um, have known for for a long time. Um, Steph Besson, well, good good morning to you. How are you? Morning, very very well. Very hot, but I'm very well. It's um yeah, it's it's the warmest day we've had this year. Um, I put a nice jacket on for you, but I'm <laughs> regretting it already. <laughs> and it's like ten past ten in the morning, and it's. A, an oven already like malaga out there i know it's yes, amazing it is um i'm starting all of this all of the podcasts we've recorded so far because it is the main thing and we are on the end of may 2020 when we're recording this how is life right. in lockdown for you life in lockdown it's it's all right um it's stressful um because obviously being being in the entertainment biz um it has hit it's hit us hard it has hit us massively hard it's um with no with no um, idea of when it's going to end, really. But lockdown itself, I've been keeping myself entertained. I, I live in Liverpool now, and I live on one side of Liverpool, my, and my partner and her son live on the other well, on the other side, 10 minutes down the road. So uh, we are meeting up. So we have been doing that for the last nine nine weeks or so. Um, but, um, yeah, it's been doing, I've been doing some videos for myself and online stuff. To keep to keep me busy. Obviously, meeting in a socially distant and appropriate way. Oh no, we have to. Yeah, of course. No, do you know what we have to because of, because of Ned because he's eleven and it's it's just too risky. So yeah. So we met. Um, I met Steph um, back in hospital radio days. Again, a reoccurring theme throughout some of these interviews that I've had. Um, and we did the Tuesday show. Um, you, I, I, I was part was, of your posse, I think, on a Tuesday. Tuesday, right? wasn't it? Yeah. And then I did my own thing on a Thursday. Yes. Um, <clears throat> back in the heydays of, of hospital radio. Yeah. Hospital radio post. When was it? When was the, when was it? I can't remember. Um, I think you... that was about two thousand and eight ish. Oh gosh. So it, it's really? about yeah, it's about twelve, twelve years ago that we were. Oh, we're looking that. good on it, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> I I posted a video yesterday of um I was speaking to Jack Forster who's also starting a podcast. Oh, I was, yeah. I was yeah. interviewed on his podcast. Um and he showed me a clip of a video from 2008 um from the Saturday show. Um right. that yeah. I did That's really really, <laughs> really really bad Saturday really really bad video <laughs> quality because it's cheap bloody camcorder. Um yeah. and it was I looked at it and it's like my god I look so young. Twelve years has not been oh. kind to me. <laughs> you, you were, you were, you were very. I say were. You were a very baby-faced man. <laughs> you, you were very. You just wanted. To, yes, absolutely. You, you were a young face. You were a young faced man, which is not a bad thing. No, and it's. Um, I feel like I've lost. I've definitely lost the fitness. That's for certain. So, so let's. So when I first, when I knew you, um, I knew you'd, yeah. you'd done some some acting work, um, yeah. and you were in the Hound of the Baskervilles because we had a, a great story. How you um, you get your appearance fee check every time that's shown somewhere. I used to. Yeah. Do you no, not no, anymore? Yeah, no, no. It's because it, it goes every time you get appearance fee, um, it gets less and less and less and less. And now I don't get anything. So, um, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's because there's so many platforms that you can see these films now um dodgy and undodgy that it's just, it's not, they can't follow it anymore so don't get any more it's, it's, i used to get a 50 pound check every now and again great 
<laughs> so Hound of the Baskervilles is a um, was a Sherlock Holmes TV movie. It was. And you, played, and you played Warder 2. Warder 2. <laughs> I was meant to be Warder 1, but I, I couldn't run fast enough. So the guy that was Warder 2 kept kept lapping me almost, so they had to change me to Warder 2. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you die in the first 10 minutes, 5 minutes? I'm dead by 8 minutes in, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I died with Lisa Tarbuck's name over my face because um, my death covers the credits. So, yeah. <laughs> I just like that. I like the fact that <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm in this TV movie. I'm dead by eight minutes. You don't have to watch the rest of it. Yeah, do, you know what, do you know what? Between you and me and everyone else, I've not seen the rest. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched the first eight minutes and fast forward to the credits. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> There's my name. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, well, yeah. And um, but you've also done. Um, I'm, I am on your IMDb page. Which you I are on my IMDb. I can tell. I, I think it's really cool that you've got an IMDb page. Um, so you did. Um, so that was in two thousand and two. Then there's a, a quite a gap between that and two thousand and seven. Yes. So what Great happened so, between yes. them? Uh, well, I mean, you use a job an actor. I mean, it's a thing. If 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 you haven't got anything on IMDb or you've not been seen on the telly in the last two weeks, um, pe- people don't think actors work. But you know, with touring, theatre, um, life in general. So I did. I did. Went off and did the West End. Um, I was. Yeah, I guess. Did I? Did I never tell you this? No, I didn't know you did um, the West I End. The West, I was in the. I did a year-long tour of a show, and it got transferred to the West End. Oh. Yes, to the Playhouse in the West End. Um, I was in the BFG, the Big Friendly Giant. Were you? I was. What were you so, in? I, I hang on, bear with me. I'm on your um your management your management page now. All right, I'm I'm gonna just make sure this is correct. So, what year was that, and, and who did you play? <laughs> oh blimey, I played the flesh lumpeter. A flesh lumpeter. The flesh lumpeter was the main the main giant baddie, um, and I also played the queen's butler. <laughs> and so, so you did the whole. So you did a a year tour national. Yes, tour. did the number one tour going around theatres all around the country. Um, which was amazing, like the Lowry in Manchester and Bristol Albit and all sorts of places. And then it got transferred into the West End for two months over Christmas that year. So that's I, what we do when we're not on telly. I never, I never knew you did that. That's so cool. <laughs> so, yes, I got my name on, you know, the, the, the lovely painted board, actors in the show. So I got that. So I was very, very um, honoured to, to I've, I've done my West End now, which, yeah, so that's good. So what is it like being on tour? So obviously you're away for... 12 months i presume yeah. you have breaks in between where you can well yeah you home. mean yeah this well don't yeah look, look a lot of theater you know goes dark on a sunday and monday uh, i.e there's no shows on so yes you do get to go home if you want to but this is only a uk tour and i was single at the time so that helps um so so yeah you basically you're in different cities and um, southampton the mayflower theater there i was there for a week then, then when you're there, you sort out your digs for the next week because you're you're going over to, to um, Bristol. Then when you're there, you're going over to Guildford. So yeah, you just you're kind of nomadic life, really. Do you have to pay uh, for your um, for your accommodation, or is that covered by the production company? Oh, this it's it, well, it, don't forget this is a long time ago, so it's very different now. But no, you do pay for it yourself. But you go there's a lot of theatres have theatre digs list. Yeah. So you get to stay in someone's bedroom, and it's it's, it's dirt, normally dirt cheap. So, um, and the, it's dirt cheap for the people, but also they get tickets to the show. So, you know. And what's it like yeah, travelling? Because I would imagine a production like BFG, I'd imagine it's got a lot of sets, a lot of props, yes, a lot of people giant, involved, giant a full yeah. orchestra, all of that sort of thing. Um, no orchestra. No yeah, orchestra. Oh, was it? One man on the keyboard. Oh, yeah. was it really? <laughs> but he was, he was like, a, he had all computers and all sorts around him. It was amazing. So, so yes. So how close do you get? Because you're living with these people for... 12, 12 months on and off. Yeah. Uh, not living, but you're working really closely yes. with these people every day, twice a day, some days. How much of a relationship do you build up and how much of a... How how easy is it for people to annoy you? It's, well, you know, it's a room full of actors, so you can tell. <laughs> what well, it's going to be strange. Um, do you know what? It's fine you, because you're all in it together and genuinely that's true. You, 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 you're all... It's... Yeah, you're all going around the country. Sometimes you get to stay with one of the other actors, which if you're lucky, which is great, so you're not going home alone. But um, it can be strained, and you can um, develop very strong relationships sometimes, you know, you know, obviously, if you're on your own and whatnot. But um, I, 
the thing about being an actor is you're thrown into different projects all the time. So you've, we've got it in us that we have to not have to, but we, we, we try and get on with everyone straight away because you're going to have to maybe kiss them or you're going to have to have a fight with them or something. So you, you, there is a bond and you do clash. Of course you do clash. But once you're on stage, that, you know, that, that, that bond is very much real. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's an odd existence. And when it's finished, it's really weird because you only probably keep in touch with maybe one or two. And yet, you, like you said, you've been, in, you've been with these people shoulder to shoulder for a year and then you never see them again. Yeah, you might see them in an audition room or something. Oh my god! Um, but yeah, it's one of those things. BFG, I'm still in touch with. He was a cast of eight or nine. I'm in touch with two, and that's probably a good return. Yeah, and, and that that's very general of of that's very much like life in general. It's like when you working in an office. Um, I yeah. worked I worked in one office for eleven years. And when you're there, you know these people. You go through death, birth, marriage, divorce, yeah. all this yeah. sort of stuff. As soon as you leave, as bad as it sounds, <laughs> you don't true. see them again. I have, I've seen, and your friends on Facebook, friends on yeah, Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I've probably seen some people that I used to work with for 10 years of my life. I've seen them probably about four times in the yeah. eight years well, since I left. There's not enough space up here to keep it all in. No. And you need to make space for the next lot of people you're going to meet. So it's not a bad thing. It's not a nasty thing. It's just a thing. And that's why, why Facebook is so good, I think. Um, because like me and you, we, we just said before we started the interview, um, we've not really probably chatted in years. No. But we've kept in touch and sent messages and birthday messages or whatever on Facebook. And I think that's fine. Yes. Yeah. As long as you know they're okay. And if you see they're in trouble, you can send a message or whatever. But I think it's okay. See what yeah. I found. I found, and I, I always find this fascinating, is that. So I've, we've not spoken for, probably, ten years, if maybe a little bit less, about eight yeah, years. Yeah, maybe one or twice in that. But yeah, not not a not, conversation. Yeah, not a conversation. But and I found this with other people that I've interviewed. As soon as you get to talking, it's like you've not. It's like you, you. I spoke to you last week. Yeah, you pick up where you left off. Yeah, and they're, they're and they're the crucial friends. They they're the people. Um, if, you, if you take offence, then you don't, yeah, forget it. But um, they're, they're, I've got a friend who um, was the best man at my old marriage. <laughs> I'm not married anymore, you know that, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah, I don't see him year on, year off. But like you just said, I'll go on, I'll go down to London or when we can eventually. And we'll just, ah, nata, 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 you know, and it's fine. Yeah. So yeah, the best ones to keep, keep those, keep those. Definitely. Um, so let's go back. We'll, we'll come back to your. Um, we'll talk your sort of the more recent stuff you've done. So doctors and and the, the your drag yes. stuff that you that you're well known for. Um, Apparently. Where? When did you first get the act, acting book? How old were you? And what was your first acting that you did? A uh, classic at school. Um, it was. I had a really amazing drama teacher at um, secondary school. Uh, no longer with us, but um, a guy called Mr. Meadows, Ron Meadows. Um, he was amazing. Um, I really, he was so inspiring, kind, and yeah, it was him. And I, um, not Ron Meadows, that wasn't his first name, tell you a lie. But Mr. Meadows, Ron Meadows, isn't it? Um, but uh, Mr. Meadows at school, and he was just incredible. Um, so yeah, him really. And I played Mr. Briggs in Our Day Out. I remember that. That was a big production at school. And yeah, from then on, I wanted to go into acting, but I didn't do it for ages. Uh, when I left school um, um, up in Chester, I I wanted to go to drama school, but drama school costs a lot of money, so I didn't yeah. bother in the end. So I joined um, Chester Little Theatre, Amateur, amateur Dramatics, and I did, I did bits and bobs. And then I just worked and worked and worked until I had enough money to go to drama school. Applied, got in, and I graduated in 97. That's a long time April ago. 97. That's a long time ago. <laughs> Twenty-three years have been in this game. <laughs> Do you find yourself? Because I, I, I left school in ninety-six, ninety-six, ninety-seven, um, yeah. and I, people sort of say, "Oh yeah, how when did you leave school?" I said, "Oh yeah, it was only nineteen ninety-six," and then you suddenly realise and you go, "That's like twenty-five years ago." Yeah, and yeah. it's like, where has that gone, and how? I know, it's scary. It's scary. <laughs> I mean, I still, I still remember drama school. As if it was yesterday, and the people I was with, and again going back to keeping in touch with people, I was with those people for three years, 
And I'm only in touch with probably three or four of them now. Yeah. Again, loads on Facebook, but to, to meet up and chat with. So, yeah. Um, but, I, um, yeah, so 23 years I've been in the game. So, yeah. Um, see, I, I remember my, I did one school play. There's one I remember, and it was the... I've never been able to find out if this was a, if this was written by someone at the school or it's a published one, but it's a play. It was right. The Wizard of Wobbling Rock <laughs> was this okay. play that we did. And I played a bookworm. You the, would. Uh, you would. <laughs> but I also had to sing. And it's like, why would you put people through me singing to them? That's just wrong. Um, uh, and, I've, and, I, and I enjoyed that. And I, it was never something I'd... Acting is is not something I, that I ever think I, I would do, but theatre I love, and I I was yeah. involved in a, an amateur dramatics play of um I can't remember the name of the play, but it was a comedy based in a hospital, and I but I was behind the scenes. I did the, the stage okay. manager, stage side of it, um, and it was it was it was one of the funniest plays I have ever seen, um, and it was so well done. But I think amateur dramatics gets a bad rap, doesn't it? It's amdram. It, it does. It's not, which is not fair because um, it's at the end of the day, it's, it, these people do it for fun, and it's it's great. So, and I was in, when I was in was when in Chester was amazing, award winning. It was great fun. So yeah. Well, I've seen a couple of um, of the youth theatre ones at the Litchfield Garrick in in yes. Litchfield, which is my local theatre, and they are fantastic. Good theatre as well. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's yeah. it's a it's a wonderful theatre, a really nice theatre. Mm. I'll tell you a story about that. We um we went to see um what was it? Uh, Avenue Q. Oh wow. Which is brilliant. Wonderful uh, Yeah, love Avenue Q. Yeah. Um, and I went out at the interval, um, and I came back, um, and we were in one of the boxes at the top, um, which sound fancy, there's literally just a seat in a in a side, but they're quite nice for you. <laughs> and the two people next to us have gone. Um and I sort of I turned around to my partner and I said, oh, have they? And he said, yeah, someone came around and escorted them out. Because <laughs> apparently they were, people down below complained that they think someone was spitting at them. <laughs> Didn't see this at all. Then, a couple of, about two weeks later, we got a letter from the Litchfield Garrick saying, following the incidents where you were um, asked to leave the theatre because of, because you were um, the alleged spitting incident, you are banned from the theatre for life. <laughs> So they thought it was you. They thought it was us because we got our seats mixed up. That's amazing. So they were sat in. So we obviously sat in the wrong two seats. So there was four seats in this box. We sat in the oh, wrong two seats. You've changed. You've changed. <laughs> so yeah, they sent a letter. I quickly and sent quite a stern email to them saying blah 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 blah. So we we're allowed to go back. But yeah, I the found that funny. The field. Oh my god, that's funny. <laughs> oh well, no. Oh, theatre is great, and that's uh, that's what makes this whole thing. So sad. I mean, so sad. There was a picture of an Italian theatre, um, and it was it showed the auditorium where they'd taken all the seats out, but they'd left gaps in between, you know, two meter gaps. It's like that's not going to work. No, it's not going to work. So, well, theatres can't afford it. Theatres won't won't make money. They cut. They don't make money. No. before the lockdown. You know. So, um, shout out to the amazing Artrix um, Theatre in Bromsgrove, which you probably read is now closed for good because of what's happened so um and i did a lot of shows there so yeah it's 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 not easy have not you been easy. watching the um the national theater i have productions yes yes haven't they have. did you watch last night yet uh no is there a new one yes, yes it was um oh it's oh it's um it's the house isn't it yes yeah the political one is it's, it good it's fantastic Absolutely yeah, fantastic, yeah. and uh, Gillian T- uh, Gillian Telforce. I always say Gillian Telforce. Gillian Anderson. <laughs> she wouldn't be in it. The National Theatre. Sorry, Jill, but come on. Gillian Anderson's um, the one from last week where it was the um, Tennessee Williams. Yeah, it's streetcar. It was a streetcar. Yes. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, just superb. And I think yeah. of one of the things that, that I've liked is the fact that they've done that. So, oh, it's fantastic! No, and, we, and me and my partner have been watching them, and we have been paying for a ticket as well. We we send them, we give them a ten, 10 pounds every time we watch one because it's obviously, you know. But um, we watched both versions of Frankenstein as well. I did. I see. I only watched the um, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch one. You see, everyone's watching the Benedict Cumberbatch one. The Johnny Lee Miller as the creature was better. Really, was he? In my opinion. <laughs> so, yeah, no, but no, that's. But somebody said. Somebody, I think Alan Aitborn was saying, this isn't real theatre. It's like, mate, this is all we've got. Yeah. So, And, uh, and yeah. some of the time you think, some of the camera work's a bit, they cut, they, they don't show enough of it sometimes. 
but then you get to see the stage. I love the staging on the National Theatre, and it just the the circle that just yeah. rotates. Did you see Treasure Island? Yes. Yeah. So clever. Good. See, oh, I so I've been to that theatre once in person. I went to see War Horse. Um, oh wow! And we were on. We we managed to get front row tickets. I don't quite know how because we didn't pay for front row tickets, but we were on the front row. <laughs> um, but it's a beautiful theatre, and it's so well staged. That circle, the circular stage, adds so much more because they can swoop in. Of course, again, really yeah, close. absolutely, yeah. It's really, really good. Um, anyway, let's. Uh... <laughs> yeah, we digress. We digress. <laughs> we digress. Um, so yeah, so you go through. Um, you you do your acting. Um, you go through yeah. acting school. Um, you graduate from mm-hmm. that. Um, what's your first paid gig? Can you remember the first audition I, that you I, went to? And very was... easily, I can tell you my very first paid gig. Um, I got it, and I got it within like two months of leaving drama school. So I thought it was going to be a star. I thought this is it. Uh, my very first paid gig was a commercial on TV, and it is available. You, I found it on YouTube since. Um, I'll send you the link, and then yeah. you can use it in this if you want. For Mellow Birds Coffee, <laughs> and it was it was a load of diners that were meant to be at the Ritz. Or very posh. It was big. I'm only one of the people, but you can you can get a clear shot. Um, and they're all having lovely posh tea. And this gorgeous girl comes in in a red dress, sits down, and she looks amazing. And she goes, "Oh, couldn't half murder a Mogamello bird?" And totally ruined, you know, meant to ruin the atmosphere. And everyone starts singing, "She couldn't half murder a Mogamello." <laughs> so yes, that was my very first baby. <laughs> and we, we filmed it at Luton Who Stately Hall. Um, so I remember it very well. Got clear, clear memories of it. Yeah. Did you think you were going to be the um, the new Patrick Head and the um, the coffee, the Nescafe oh, coffee I saga? Genuinely, I got it because my agent at the time got, got to do the gig, and I remember I was picked up from my house by a car um, in London at the time, and I just thought, I'm going to this is this is me, this is me done. I wasn't on TV again for about four years. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was that was um, that was my first paid gig. What's um, what's a filming day like? Because I, well, I, I lots I, of sitting around. Oh yeah, I was going to say because I I live in when I lived in Redditch, um, they were filming a ITV document, ITV drama, um, about the Hungerford shootings. So if oh, wow, people, okay. people remember those, it was quite a while ago. Um, and one of the houses in the street over from us, they they were using as the house that they were doing the majority of filming in. Um, so there was big production, loads of loads of people around, um, and I remember I stood there for hours just waiting, and nothing mm. happens. And yeah. then someone I, someone walked past and they said, uh, "Yeah, we've got about thirty seconds today. That's quite good." Yes, yeah, like, right. What <laughs> really? No, it's it's uh, it's yeah. It, me, me, uh, the actor is the last piece of the jigsaw because the lighting's got to be right, the set's got to be right. Got to get all of that. And if you're very famous and big and huge, you go and sit in your trailer while they get a stand-in to, 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 be, to get the lights ready for you. But, um, yeah, it's just a, it's a hell of a lot of waiting around, but I don't mind, because catering's normally fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, but, um, no. do you enjoy it? Do you enjoy that atmosphere of being on set on a production? Oh, I, oh God, being on set's the best feeling in the world. It really is. Um, I love it. I, 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 I still love it. It's, I, I get a buzz from it. I get a buzz from seeing... You know the the camera, the cameras guys sorting the scene out, and you know the makeup rushing in and just doing someone's face. So when I'm when I do some film, which I did recently, which I know we'll talk about in a bit, um, I don't go and disappear off and you know have a cup of tea. I'll grab a cup and then I'll come back and watch because um, it's still a thrill to be on a film set or TV set or whatever. It's one it's wonderful. It's, it's wonderful play. Stressful, really stressful because we're on a time, you know. And when you're when you're finally called to do your scene. It's really stressful because if you mess up, they've got to do all that setup again. So um, and we've you got can one t- job. Remember our lines and remember our lines and walk in a straight line. Get those. That's fine. And it's not cheap, is it? And any any film production, even if it's a small budget film production, it's not cheap. You're you, no. It's that's, why, that's why with the lockdown, it, they can't just go and oh get a couple of people with a camcorder and get an actor. It's you've got to have everybody, and it, it's it's really expensive. Yeah. Did you um, watch any of the ITV isolation dramas, the fifteen-minute no. shorts? No, I haven't. No. Oh, that. You know, you know, terribly. I've not been doing much TV actually. I've been doing YouTube and, but mainly just in chilling. But yeah, not done much TV. Doing a lot of films, but no. I, I, they're fifteen minutes each, and they're 
Um, so um, I'm so bad with remembering who people are. Um, right. She played Cilla Black. Um, oh, um, Sheridan Smith. Sheridan Smith. Um, so she was the first one, and it's it's literally they sent all the equipment to them, and they filmed it remote. They directed remotely. So okay. her husband um, or boyfriend um, hold, held the camera and did the camera shooting. Um, and But they're really well done. Really, really I have clever. not seen it. I've heard of them. I think Francis Barber did one as well. But um, yes, uh, I, yes, they'll be on there for a while. ITV? Yes, ITV Hub, I think. ITV Hub, there ITV, we go. We get a lot of things, good plugs on this, aren't we? We, <laughs> we need are. to hashtag so many things. <laughs> <laughs> um Hope you're enjoying this episode of the podcast. Just want to let you know that every Wednesday we are releasing an extra episode with myself, Damien Lee and Darren Antrobus. And it sounds a little bit like this. The uncle of an 11-year-old girl. <clears throat> the uncle. <laughs> what he does. That was brilliant. What the is he not? Yes. I love oh that. I absolutely name. love that. And this. A bear through a little hole. A no, bear. no, no. Let's go back. A little what? <laughs> a little bear. No, no, no. Before so... the bear. You said the bear, but before the bear. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> a roll? As you can tell, it's a very funny hour of audio entertainment and it's out every Wednesday morning on this very channel you are listening to at the moment. So click subscribe, like and share away as you please. And that is the extra episode of the As Yet Unnamed podcast. Right, back to this episode. Hope you enjoy. Now I remember you coming in and saying you you'd done um, a, a filming um, for the and you were to be the the face of domestic violence. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, and there's still DVDs going around the police about that. Yes. So it was a was I, it a I training the, course, a training DVD? It was a video done by the police for the police, but it was also done at the time they did it on the news. But they did loads of posters as well. So for a short while, I became the face of Midlands domestic violence. <laughs> I found that I really funny. Yeah. Hey? I found it really funny that you would be... Yeah, I was. It was like, oh, great. Cheers. Thanks for that. Yeah, still... <laughs> if it was this day and age with Twitter and that, you'd be like, you'd be hounding people saying you're an evil man. <laughs> oh, God, absolutely. It was, it's, um, it was like Joey from Friends being the face of... Um, STD, wasn't it? Do you remember? <laughs> yeah. um, but no, it was, um, yeah, for, for a long while, like, yeah, it was, I've still got the DVD, but it's, it's still shown. And there's a bit of footage that came back about two, three years ago. They used on the, on the on Midlands Today. They actually used a bit of me again because they were doing the domestic violence piece. So obviously I'm in their library of domestic violence bloke. <laughs> Get him out. But I had, I remember I had, I had, um, I had the worst spiky hair. My my hair is so much better now. But um, at the time, I know I just remember I looked a little bit crap. So, um, but yeah, I've become yeah. That was that was that was a day. You know? <laughs> mm. Um, you also have done an American um show. Yes. Um, and you'll you'll be able to tell me the name of it rather than me looking at the screen. Um, and it but how it was not, how not to kill your husband or how not to kill your lover or something like that. And it was yeah. for the ID channel or something. Yes, yes, investigation, whatever it is. Yes. And was that your first foray into the world of of drag and? Um... It yes, yes, it was. Um, and I still am amazed I got it and got the got the gig because um, it was God, it was two or three years ago, at least at least three years ago, and um, I did something called a self tape. And I don't if you don't know what that is, it's basically an audition. Uh, that you do yourself, yeah. from what Sheridan Smith, where you film yourself and you send that to the casting director. It's called a self tape, and there'll be lots more of those now. And I saw the I saw the um, the job spec on something called Spotlight, and I thought, oh, do you know what? I'm going to give that a go, in for a penny. And um, so I sent my self tape up, told self tape off, and they they, locked, they they saw it and they and they cast me, and I played a real life. with this guy called Samuel Collins? who was an amazing drag artist in America, a real guy, who, and his alter ego was Kitty Collins. No, Kitty Litter, sorry. And, um, That's yeah, a good drag she, name. She, and it's wonderful. Literally. And she got murdered by uh, uh, their boyfriend, Jen Kitchen. So I got, yeah, so yeah. Was that filmed in 
UK or was that filmed in America? No, it was filmed in London, actually. Um, I can't remember the name of the pub, sadly, but it was a re- it's a real famous drag pub, actually, in London. Um, yeah, over over the course of a day, and we did that. Was so, that all it was? Was it just one just day? Just one day's filming, yeah, but it was like... Because I had to get there at five in the morning so the makeup girl could do my makeup to be ready for filming at half seven. Took about two hours to do my face. That's not long. <laughs> I thought it might take longer. <laughs> Oh, no, yeah, well, do you know what I mean? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but I can shave everything because the, 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 the wardrobe uh, department, they called me a few days before and said, you're going to have bare arms in this dress and also you might have a V-neck. So I needed to shave my, oh, I need to shave my arms and my, and my, um, and my chest. <laughs> and give it enough time for it not to, if, if anyone's ever shaved their chest when it... Um, Yes, gets irritated. Do it now, and, do it now. Yeah, looks like you're a teenager. Um, yeah, very strange. Yeah, yeah, um, that's my first drag. So your first drag, and it's it's something that has followed you, um, and you have excelled in um, in your drag world. Um, so um, you do. You've got. You've done a film called The Snarling. I have, which I haven't watched. Film. It's it's so good. I'm, I'm going to give it a push because it is an incredible one. Made by local Midlands people, a guy called Pablo Raybold, and you can. It's called the Snarling. And so it sounds like an advert, but if you put it into I think Amazon or Sky or one of them, you can actually get it that way. The Snarling. It's brilliant. Comedy horror. It's a werewolf one, isn't it? It's werewolf zombies, all sorts going on. I, yeah, I'll, I'll, I can't say much more about it because yeah, it's good fun. It's good fun. <laughs> I'll have to, um, I'll have to, I'll have to look out for that. Um, yeah. And then most recently, you were on Doctors last week. Last week, yes. Um, a week yesterday. And you played a um, drag. Drag. Yeah. <laughs> My third one. I was in a, I was in a show called Gorilla as well, very briefly. Um, but yeah, so last week I, was, I played a character called Tina Biscuit. <laughs> So Tina Biscuit, you see, and um, she—you find out that she's actually the school bully of one of the main characters in Doctors. And um, when they click eyes, is um, Tina uh, takes the opportunity to start bullying even more. What's Doctors like? Because it's—it's one of those shows that's been on for years. It's a bit well, like I was in it back in two thousand and two. Yeah, I was to say it's the second time you've done it, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, eighteen years later, I'm back. Yeah. Um, and it's a bit like one of those ones where it used to be the bill. Everybody does the bill. Um, yeah. Everybody did casualty, but as long because as, it's such a, it's every day, um, pretty yeah. much. They, everyone gets a, a thing. But what's it like? Because it's local Birmingham production, isn't it? It is. Yes, all filmed in Birmingham, which is fantastic. So uh, yeah. And how long were it's you there for? For that was that um, again? That was just a day. Um, really? I went. I travelled down the night before. And um, it was a long day, um, but yeah, just just one day because it's it's a daily soap, so they got they got to get it done. Yeah. So it's um, you better know your lines and you better know where you're going. So um, yeah, it was it was a long day, but a fun one. And that if you see that if you watch the scene, which is available on iPlayer for eight months, um, there's a lot of people in it, a lot of extras in the bar as well. So there's a lot to choreograph in it as well. So yeah, is, but, but that was a day. Is that the silent talking? Yes, they're all in the background nattering. So yes, uh, that must be really because I know they do it in um, if ever they do nightclub scenes, they never play the music. No, obviously you can't hear the actors if the if you've got a, a thumping soundtrack. So they add the music after. Um, yeah. It must be very odd having to pretend to talk or pretend to dance in to complete silence. It is. It is funny. Yeah, because oh, because what? Yeah, because they're all nattering and wobbling their heads, and obviously you can't hear anything. But then what they'll do? They'll the, the sound guy will then record them all talking and cheering. So all the cheering in that episode, if you watch it, was actually done separately. <laughs> so so when I go, way, you know, get everyone to cheer, they actually did all the cheering separately so they could get it just right. So, yeah, lots TV. going on. The fakeness of TV. <laughs> well, we did. <laughs> we went to watch... Um, we went to see Pointless being filmed. Um, oh, the Christian. Yeah, quite a few years ago. And, and we did the... They did two episodes in the afternoon, one in the evening. We did the afternoon one. and um, dragged by the end of it, I'll be honest with you. Um, but they do the, oh, we're going to do a cutaway now. So they'll turn the cameras around and they'll film the audience clapping at nothing. You'll have this madman stage person going, right, right yeah. clap. And you're going, yay. <laughs> oh, just to get on with it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, it's, but it's, it's the magic, isn't it? But yeah, when you start, that's that is the thing, though. Once you start 
if you become an actor or whatever, and you're on a lot of film sets, you start watching films. And I still enjoy films, but now I watch. Oh, it's harder to do that. Harder to do that. And you spot you so you spot you spot the mistakes, and you think, oh, come on, really? <laughs> so I watched a terrible film the other night. Um, I shouldn't say that because it's not not the right thing to do. Called Bloodshot with Vin Diesel, and it's but there's a whole sequence where they're meant to be in London, and they're not in London. They're in South Africa because you can see all the all the number plates are. Oh, South African number plate, <laughs> and it's just like, oh, come on! You, you've got things. You've got, yeah. And you think it's not cheap film? You could have afforded to make a few um, UK you could have number plates. In London, come on! <laughs> know, but yeah, yeah. But once you start filming, you do spot all the all the different things, all the technical stuff, and you're oh, that was clever. Oh, they did that. Well, they did that. Okay. So yeah. See, I've I've got more and more into um, doing videos and 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 stuff like that, and I, I'm. I, I can't I'm not a, a filmmaker at all um I do the YouTube videos um but I watch now and and I I watch the camera movement and I love a good one shot movies or what oh, have you seen 1917 oh, then <laughs> it's it is so well done and it's beautiful isn't it yeah and the trouble is at, at the start you because I knew it was a, a one shot one shot movie it's made to look well, like yes, one yeah. continuous yeah. shot um but you do look for the little I, I will watch it. I'm going. Oh, they the cut there. Yeah, of course you do. Oh, that. Yeah, it will go. It will go behind the camera. Will just sweep behind a soldier. Go, that's why they did it. Yeah. Or it'll go, yeah, but that doesn't matter. Just, who cares? But some of them, the yeah. bit when he's running out the trenches. Yeah. There's a video of that on um, on YouTube. Where oh yes, just, how they did it. Yeah, yeah. how they did it. He wasn't, he wasn't meant to fall over, was he? No, he did it quite brilliant. But yeah, I I, I would recommend um, 1917. Is 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 a, a quite fantastic. Raw, folks, so if you don't like raw raw war than don't but other than that it's amazing yeah it is it is so good um so you're <coughs> excuse me sorry yeah hang on get some water have a drink hydrate <laughs> i've got some news for you as well oh come on news. then is this broadcastable news or not oh no I, 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 well i've been mentioning it to people but i can't say any more than the fact that um next week i was meant to be filming Peaky Blinders. Oh, oh, so, yes. So there's an exclusive. Um, I thought I'd say for you, um, but that's been put on hold until it's all over. But there you go, a little bit exclusive. Fun. Ooh, can't say any more than that. Is it? Is it a? Is it a, a, a decent part? Is it? A... I'm not saying any more than that. <laughs> Ooh, I no, love Peaky Blinders. Peaky Blinders. I I was late into Peaky Blinders. Um, I didn't watch the first four series or five series or. All right. Okay. So I caught up with all of it before the the, light, the latest series went out. I'd love that oh, you film. watched the what? You watched them all back to back? Pretty much over about a space of about a month, I watched all of the Peaky Blinders pre, other series, series that I lost, uh, I didn't see. And yeah, it's it was it's so good. It, it, it's very good. I'm, I'm the it's 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 it lost something when Sam Neill disappeared. Sadly, he was the best thing in it, but um, it's still very it's brilliant. Yeah. Um, Gillian Murphy, I think, is, is so good. Oh, he's stunning, isn't he? Yeah, yeah he and he's he's stunning to look at. That other than that as well, anyway. Just <laughs> waft you down. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only reason I watch the Marvel films is for Thor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, so is my partner. <laughs> it's quite funny at work. I can um, someone I work with is also um, quite likes Chris Hensworthy, <laughs> and it's like we can just chat about it now. <laughs> He's not a piece of meat. <laughs> oh God, he is. <laughs> that bit when he's got the fat stomach in the um... move on. Oh yeah, that, you can talk about the fat stomach. You like yeah. <laughs> that bit when he, he he reveals himself and he's got this big stomach and it's like, hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, really. Bless him, bless him. My, I'm, I'm st- there's a film. There's a new film on Netflix at the moment, and I'm, we're not watching it. Oh, I've watched it. We're not watching. It's really it. disappointing. He doesn't get his shirt off. It's really bad. <laughs> but there's a brilliant one-shot bit in that as well. Anyway, um, so this is what we used to do on Tuesday nights. We used to just waffle. For yes, hours. we did. It's, it's not changed. It's not changed. They love that. Do you? Um, so you're you've you've also got this um, theatre company. Um, um, that you... Well, I've got a theatre company and forward slash murder mystery company. Yes. So the um, the theatre company you've done a couple of. Uh, done a few shows haven't you you did one yes long ago? um we did um we did a few tours and we were last we did a show at reddit's palace theater 
not last year, year before, we did a, a show called Up and Under. Um, but yeah, that's so that's a proper production house. But I've not done anything since because it costs a lot of money. I was I was going to ask you. It's uh, don't go into too much detail if you don't want to. But how, how much how much is it? How much does it cost to produce a play like like that? Well, Up and Under, um, we did two nights. Uh, at the Reddish Palace um, back in March 2018, gosh, two years ago. Um, and it had a cast of six or seven, and I paid those guys, and also sets and costume and royalties, blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah, a couple of thousand. And it's... And again. What's the Paris Theatre? Is it 200 and... It's 400. 400 people. 400 people, yeah. Um and I presume the theatre take there, quite large, cut because they're going to make the money out of it. Um, they do, yes. Um, I, the manager, Tim, is amazing. So uh, he's a good friend and I've worked with him a lot. So we came to a, some, to a, a split type thing, yeah. So did, did you make a, did you break even, make a profit, make a loss? Not not, not on that one, sadly not, because he just didn't bring the people in. I'll be honest. Um, it's 400 seater theatre. Well, the first night we had 75 people and the second night we had 60. So it's, <laughs> Yeah, it was really. Sad, I know, but we recorded it since. I oh, know we recorded it that night, and it's since been on because of lockdown. We actually showed it on um, Vimeo recently, and um, thankfully got hundreds of views. So it did get seen in the end. And John Godbert, the guy that wrote the play, he gave us permission to show it free for a week. So, <coughs> so they didn't go to waste in the end. But I didn't make any money on that one. Theatre very rarely does. That's why it goes back to our first conversation about the fact that you know. We even we didn't have lockdown theatres finding it tough. So um, yeah, theatres are hard. Theatres beautiful, and more people to go and see it. But it's a hard thing to make money on. Well, that's why they have. Um, that's why Panto is such a massive thing because Panto is basically supports that's the theatre for the rest of the year. The year much. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the money earner that really you can make millions on a Panto um, if it's a good one. Absolutely. So um, yeah, now there's Easter Panto. Don't forget. Oh, is there? So, yeah, that's the new thing. Panto's coming out at Easter now. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'm so, not... Yeah, that's where the money is. But, th- but you know, why not? Because, yeah, because they need to make money somehow. Yeah, definitely. If, if you want to keep theatre, then A, go, and B, you know, do stuff that will bring people in. I, I love I love going to theatre. I, I, I just find that... Turn your phone off, no distraction, you, the audience, and the people on stage... Yeah. And, and that's it. it it's it's such a it can be sad you can cry you can laugh you can sing along well not sing along because that would ruin it for <laughs> everyone else but you if you watch the musical you, you enjoy all of that so yeah i, I do love theater it's the best it is the best thing in the world so so yes that's what i do that's what the the theater company side of the so your murder mystery um yes. is well explain explain a murder mystery evening to me i've never been on a murder mystery evening oh, well as soon as we're up and running, I'll get you to come on. Yes. Um, it's called Murder on the Side. And um, n- normally we'll go into a, ven- a venue like a hotel um, and we'll do an, a, a murder mystery around a meal. So a three-course meal. So we'll do the murder scene before starter, the main, the main scene after starter before main course. Then we'll come back after main course and we'll come back after, after dessert. We're there to basically fill in time while the food's coming in. Um, but it's, I call it dinner theatre. And it's good fun. It's comedy. And yeah, I've been doing it for probably about 12 years now. It, it was a thing. I used to do Murder Mistress Other People as an actor. And um, I decided one day I'm going to give it a go. So I wrote a couple, did them for free. It went down very well. So people started booking. And 12 years down the line, I've got over 30 plots that I've written. <laughs> so um, yeah, and I go all, all around the country. Well, I will do. When all this is lifted, I mean, I've lost a lot of bookings the last few months, and uh, I've got no bookings now until October. Fingers crossed, they'll come out. So yeah. Um, are you um, are you able to take advantage of any of the government help that's out there that's been for small businesses? Has has, has any of that helped, um, or is it literally you've not gone? Really, nothing? no, it really hasn't helped me at all. Um, it, it's it's long, horrible, complicated business, but um, no. <laughs> I, I did try and um, I have an accountant who's brilliant um, but he tried as well so sadly not um, I'm going to get some I'm getting some furlough pay 
because I'm obviously furloughed from my own company officially. Yeah. But that's not going to be very much. And uh, so, but I couldn't do furlough and self-employment. I had to do one or the other. So, so yeah, it's been, again, there's a few actors, good friends of mine who aren't getting a bean. So I'm getting something. So I'm in, uh, I'm in a better position than some. It's, it's, it's horrible. It's tough, isn't it? It really is tough. But trouble Um, is, I'm going to have a rant now. Um, People, they're not, they're not helping actors, but actors are what everyone's turning to for entertainment in lockdown. Go figure. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It it, it is, it is very strange. Um, So on the murder theatre, do you, um, without giving the plots away for your shows, right. is it like you're on stage or are you sat at a table and then... Don't sit at a table. There are companies that do that and that's totally fine. But um, we come in and out. So that's why we call it dinner theatre because we like to have that break and the entrance, you know, the yeah. theatre of it all. So they all sit down. We do the first scene, then we disappear. Then they have the, then they, then we come out again. So no, we don't sit with people because I've been at those and I've been an actor at those. And I'm not a fan because people are people feel they have to be something all night instead of just relaxing a little bit. So no, we we do the theatre. We we're in and out. Um, what do you what do you enjoy most? Do you enjoy production theatre? Uh, sorry, do you enjoy TV be in front of the camera or do you enjoy theatre? What's your? No, it, it's it's a classic. I think most actors will say it's the live because you get that instant reaction. Um, it's just I just wish live paid as much as TV. Um, no, of course I prefer, and I love doing the murders just because I, 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 again, something I don't know if you realise, but how old am I now? Doesn't matter. Um, I did some stand up about nine what's, years ago. What's your What's your official age and what's your uh, acting yes, age? Exactly, yeah, that's my playing age. <laughs> um, no, but I did some stand up comedy about nine years ago in and around Birmingham. But I use that in my in my murder mysteries now. So I get to do lots of. I love the, the the interaction that way. So, but like I say, I love being on a film set. But yeah, but live is better. Of course it is. Of course it is. What's your What's the favourite play you've been involved in? Oh God, that's a really good question. Um, Up and under, to be honest, um, was the most fun and the most bonded I've ever been with a cast. Yeah. Um, the group of guys and one girl I was with in that were so brilliantly wonderful. Uh, we just had a ball. We were so sad it was only two nights. And it comes across in the, in the show as well, because we're just having a ball. I don't know if you know Up and Under. It's basically a play based around a rugby match. And the second half of the play is a, is a whole rugby match on stage. And um, so that was my best, my most enjoyable favourite time on stage, I think, definitely, without a shadow of doubt. So yeah, that, yeah. And um, I'll ask the same on your when on the filming you've done. Um, what's the most enjoyable filming you've you've been involved in, or what's the th- what's the one that you're most proud of? It's a better question. Well, most proud of that? Yes, um, I'd say it's it's probably two things. Um, I'd say the snarling because it's it became such a massive hit, and it was just a the guy that made it. He didn't know what he was going to do, you know. But, you know, Ben and Pablo, the two guys who made it, they didn't know it was going to be any good. And it was it turned out to be fantastic. So I was very proud to be a part of that. But I'd say, again, I'll say the, the part I did last week, because even though I've been in the business for 23 years, Tina Biscuit on Doctors is the biggest part I've ever had on film. So, um, yeah, that. I know it's obvious that it was most recent, but yeah, I'd say it was, it was fantastic. So, yeah, that. Until, obviously, the Peaky Blinders comes out. Yes, indeed, that would be fun. <laughs> yes, I'll probably get told for telling you, but I've not told you anything about it. I've told so many people. So. <laughs> Have you ever been in a film when you've done the filming, um, gone through, and then it comes out and you've been cut? I've been cut? Um, have I done that? Yes, um, yes. There's a film called... What is it? Oh, I've got what's it called. It's on my IMDb. Look on my IMDb now. The Unseen. Oh, yes. The Unseen. Yes, there's a scene. I'm in one scene in that film. But when it came to it coming out at the cinemas and stuff, my my, my part was cut. (laughs) But totally, it was basic. Because a lot of the time, a director, and I got an email from the director, Gary Siner, who was lovely. He emailed me directly and said, "Um, it's a time issue. Because sometimes they've got to get a film under a certain amount of time. Yeah. 
and he says you're 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 seeing even though it's lovely and i've got i've got a copy of it he said a copy of it um it just wasn't looking back and this is fair enough it just wasn't necessary yeah. and it wasn't i played a baker that the the main character goes to visit this baker and, and we and she, and it instills a memory in her you know of a happier time and if you've not seen the film it doesn't make much sense but it just didn't need to be in there so um i was sad but i'm still i was still I'm still on IMDb for it, which is great. So I still get a credit, which is the most important thing. But yeah, I got cut from that. Did you get a credit <laughs> in the actual? Do you get a credit in this in when it, the credits roll, or is it? Uh, no, because he didn't. No, because obviously I'm not. I don't think I do. Um, because I'm not in it, I've not seen it. Um, but, <laughs> sounds so arrogant, but um, it's no point. But but no, but I spent a whole day in a bakery, which was fantastic. <laughs> as a baker you know so um I, I, this whole bakery to myself it's wonderful um so other than the the stuff you've you've said and you may have to come back to me if we can't put that bit in there um <laughs> if, <laughs> no. you didn't, if you didn't think oh, i can't say that um what what's after lockdown and and after that have you got anything else li- lined up uh well i'm hoping um well yes hopefully that uh, blinders. i've got another bit of filming for a company called Twist and Shout Communications. Don't mind to mention those, they're amazing. They do really funny um, corporate videos like sitcoms. Yeah. And they're really, really high quality. They're fantastic. So I've got one for those guys. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, but I'm hoping the murders will come back, to be honest, um, because I've got a lot of those in the diary. Um, a local company, local to you. Where are you now? You're Le- Litchfield, aren't you? Uh, this, yeah, Staffordshire. So you talk to away. Okay, right here. Well, locals where you used to live. There's a company, um, um, just a minute theatre company, but they, they go by the name as well. They've literally yesterday hired me to do some um, some very exciting audiovisual stuff, which is going to be recorded and then put online. So that that's all very exciting. So of a play I did with those about five years ago. So they've got that's coming up in August. So that would take. Uh, they're sending me a sound booth, an actual sound booth to do that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm just hoping the we can go out and start performing again. So I've got a, quite a busy autumn ahead. I think it's going to be feast and famine. It's going to be all of this nothing, and then suddenly, when venues are open and they can open, and I, I'm hoping I'll get a lot of phone calls and I'll be really busy. So, yeah. Do you find because acting is a acting as a, as a profession? It's hmm. I, would, I would probably say ninety nine percent of actors. It's very hit and miss of. It's ridiculous. It's a it's a ridiculous career to take. It's absurd. <laughs> so unless you're that top one percent of actors that are everywhere, so you were you you a list to to yeah. use a horrible term. Um, is it something that you? How do you cope with that? I've got no work coming up, or I've got nothing coming up, or oh, it's really hard. I mean, it, there's no there's no. Come fast answer to that question. It, it's 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 really hard. I mean, like I said, I'm, you still get rejected and you still get fed up. Um, you think, oh come on, I could have got you know. When you when you, you don't you, you leave an audition, think, oh that was really good. You don't get the part. Oh for God's sake! Um, but you just get used to it. There's a lot of a lot of times now when I do do a self tape or I go for a casting, you just got to forget about it now. Well, that's that. Yeah. That's done now. And if you get the part, like the twist and shout one. I did a self-tape, didn't hear anything for about three weeks. Oh, I haven't got that, never mind. But then my agent called me and, oh, they, 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 they put you down for it. Oh, okay. So, you, you don't, so yeah, it's, there's, there's, you never, ever, ever get used to it. Um, but as long as you're a busy actor, there's the crucial thing, and you're making a living, then you're a successful actor. Simple as that. You, it's, of course it's nice to be famous. Of course it's nice to be on TV all the time. But um, as long as you're making a living. But would you want the fame? Would you want that that fame that the top Hollywood or top UK actors get, where they're followed everywhere and everything they say and do? Would you want that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, no. Um, no. I'd like. But you know what? It, it's as crazy. But only your life's not your own. But then again, those are the people that have made these people. So you know, get used to it. You know, you would. They wouldn't be following you if you weren't somebody but i think a lot of actors they work so well all actors they work so bloody hard so hard to get anything you know to get a little sniff on doctors to get an advert or whatever and 
if you get a little bit of recognition, why not? You know, but it's it's such a hard career. So it would be nice to get into a position where you are followed or you are just offered a part or, you know, of course that would be lovely. Why not? And um, (laughs) how important is your agent relationship? So obviously actors, all actors have agents. Um, Not all, but yeah, nice if you got one, yeah. How important is that, that relationship between you and your agent and management? Oh, massively! It's 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 it is a relationship. It's a friendship. It's a it's a love, if you like, because you're helping each other. They need to get you work so you can get work to live, and then once you've got the job, they get you the commission to live. Yeah. So you're working for each other. So when you go for a casting, an audition, or whatever, you've got to do. I'm cutting my hair. Um, you've got to do your best, not just for you, but you know, you don't want to let them down. You know, because that's they've 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 got you the casting you know but if you don't get it well that works for nothing yeah so uh, it is important and um i'm with cherry parker she's amazing and um her colleague jerry so cherry and jerry are my agents um and yeah it, we, we get on very well we we, we text when we can and um but it, yeah and sometimes you know you can't you, you just can't go to a casting um, if you've got another job or it's, if it's sometimes you'll get a casting you've got to be there tomorrow morning at 10 and you just can't because you just accepted work and that doesn't go down well but sometimes you just got to say look I have to live Yeah. so uh, that that's tricky and I never like saying no but sometimes I've had to but um, no we, we, I've been with her Jerry now for about four years and uh, God bless her God bless her she, she, she does me proud she does. <laughs> and um, what's the one audition you've gone for that mm. you thought i so want that job that that would just be amazing oh, and you didn't get it oh that's good yes now what was it there was this tv show uh, sadly it's been accents i think which is a shame because it was really good called whiskey cavalier okay, okay and it no. starred um one of the stars of walking dead i can't remember her name um she's left she's long dark hair um but it was like a comedy action thriller series. And um, I did a self-tape for that. And ju- just as I sent it, um, they literally emailed back to say they they got someone for that one part. And I was devastated because I thought, because I, I, I really wanted it. So that was one. And there was another one called White Gold, a TV sitcom yes. called White Gold. Yeah. You know that one? Yeah. And um, I got down to the last two. Is I had to meet another guy for a main part in one of the episodes. And I really, because I got to meet the Inbetweeners director and the writer, and uh, it was so exciting. And that, that was that was going to be a good part. And he went, he went to the other guy. And the other guy's brilliant. I've seen it since, and he's really, really good. But that was another one I wish I'd got. So, yeah, those two. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm glad I had an answer for that. But, yeah, it's obviously, <laughs> obviously still eating me inside. <laughs> Just lift your camera up a little... There we go. Yeah, That's it. My knee. There we go. That's it. Um, um, where was I? Do, 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 do. Uh, I've forgotten where I was now. Uh, auditions and casting. And auditions and casting. Um, I'll have a cigarette that one. You're going to cut this little bit out, aren't you? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It make me look good. You know, it's all about me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Here's a story for you, you you'll really enjoy. Um, I hope. There was um, a couple of years ago, again, this is me turning my agent down and I couldn't get out of this because I was in Panto. I was touring my own Panto uh, and I was playing an elf in my own Panto. And um, my agent called me urgently. Can you get down to London tomorrow morning? I went, no, I'm in a school. Why? They, they, and there was this, this, this film, I can't remember the film, but there was a part op, to play opposite Rachel Weiss. You know Rachel Weiss, um, the actress? Daniel Craig's missus. Your oh, name? yes, yes. Beautiful woman, beautiful. And it was to play opposite her, and it was basically a man in a cafe that she eyeballs and ends up going out the back and have it away with. And I had to turn that casting down because I was dressed as an elf. <laughs> Genuinely, I was 
Devin, I, I, I said, just tell me what the part is. And she told me I was so, so upset. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I hated the kids that day. Yeah, so there's that as well. So there's been a lot of missed, missed chances, but yeah. <laughs> Blimey. Uh, if only. You, you don't know what could have happened because of that? Well, no. She would have left Daniel, that's for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, it's, it's all good. It's all good. Uh, so yes but now here I am up in Liverpool with my partner and it's all good what's um do you like Liverpool because uh, you were were you born and bred in Reddish Chester. Bromsgrove Chester that was no it. Chester no, I'm, I'm from the northwest, so my family are just down the road in Chester so um, so it's Liverpool's amazing and I do like it up here an awful lot um, not that Worcester wasn't lovely but uh, this Liverpool is the culture the people it's great it's really lovely and um, my partner's incredible. I'm not just saying that for she is. Um, she's struggling at the moment because her, her what she does is is hard with the lockdown as well. So it's uh, yeah, it's great up here. Um, and <clears throat> what's um, so what what does she do as a? She's a graphic designer. She's got her own company, Lawn Creative, um, and they do, but she does a lot of work with galleries. Okay. And um, and the none, none of them are open. Yeah. So. Um, so that's really tough. She works with um, the Tate and a lot, and also um, great fact. A couple of years ago, um, a book that she designed was in the top ten art book bestseller list. I'm very proud of her. Australian <laughs> Australian artist. It's very no, but yeah. So, but she's so, but she's struggling because obviously galleries aren't open. So it's uh, both of us work with um, places where venues have people in. So it's yeah. And, but she's homeschooling, so that's what she does at the moment. And it's yeah, she does a lot. And how old's the um? How old's Ned, He's eleven. He's eleven. So um, he's about to go to high school, but he's not going to primary school at the moment. So the, the crucial time when he's in primary school, he can't go. But hopefully, June the fifteenth, I think they've said. That's, that's what the year they're bringing in, so they get that that help yeah, with the transition, so, isn't it? So yes. So he needs to. He needs to go. We, we're, we're of the belief that he should choose. He wants to go back. He's bored out of his mind. You can only do so much Fortnite. Yeah. <laughs> I, I could do no Fortnite. I hate Fortnite. And... I'm terrible at it, but yeah, yeah I try my best. Angry Birds. Angry Birds is about as, about as much gaming as I, as I play. <laughs> oh, retro boy. Yeah. yeah. I still, every week, Angry Birds. There it is, Angry Birds Friends. Um, Stefan, thank you so yes. much for for joining us. Um, oh, no, it's a absolute pleasure on the on the go. podcast. It, it's really good to catch up. Um, you too. Gosh, I'm sorry, sorry it's been so long. But like we said, you know, it's, at least we can do this. And it's a, the one thing this lockdown has brought anyone. I think it, I, I think it's brought people closer together. And that sounds cheesy, but I think I contacted more people now than I probably would have wouldn't have done if there was no lockdown so yeah i'm not a social person um no i don't have i don't have a that's what you do radio (laughs) yes definitely i don't have a vast way of 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 friendships um and 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 family wise we're we're we've never been a close family ever i can go a year without talking to my brother which sounds terrible but that's just who we are it works yeah as soon as the lockdown was announced, it was like, right, I need to call these people. I need to, I need to speak to my yeah. mum. I need to speak to my brother. I need to make sure everybody's okay. Yeah, it, it did definitely bring back the. It was true. There was, there's, there's an actor that I was um, talking about getting on with actors and bonding and stuff. Sadly, a couple of years ago, me and actor had a bit of a break breakup. You know, we just and we didn't agree on something, and they just split us apart, which is fine. It happens, whatever. And. Um, but then he he moved away and but I, and I heard he was going through a bad time, and just and we just hit lockdown and I thought oh this is going to be tough for him, so I just sent him a text and we ended up chatting for about an hour, and we're not chatting since but he just needed that you know and that, that that's what that's what matters really if you know you can do that, that's all that matters. Yeah, I'm sounding like a Clinton card, but it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Good point to end. Good point to end. Stefan, yeah. thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Pleasure. Lots of love. And 
there we are, another episode complete of the As Yet Unnamed podcast. Thank you so much to Steph for joining us. A really interesting conversation and uh, really good to catch up with him again. If you enjoyed this episode, then please consider subscribing or following on the podcast app you are listening to at the moment. We are on Apple, Google, Anchor, Spotify, pretty much every single podcast platform. So um, yeah, it would be great if you could click on that subscribe and follow button. If you're watching on YouTube, then thank you again for watching. And why not click on subscribe, like, comment and share all the usual bits and pieces. To find out more about the podcast, visit dracotphotography.co.uk forward slash podcast. And you can find us on Twitter at asyetonnamepod. And then you can follow me directly at ianhrp. So until the next episode of the As Yet Unnamed podcast, thank you so much for listening. I have been Ian Barstow and bye for now. Thank you.